Uh, very idealistic. Those, those army guys were probably in the Tsushima too? Maybe, not necessarily. They're stationed here doesn't mean that they learned here. Uh, the army service is often disconnected from if, if they're in yeshiva. But um, you're walking around, you see, this is um, this is all part of the old settlement. We're, we're, um, there are a lot of holy Jews who lived here. And if we had a chance to go to the uh, cemetery up the hill, it's one of the oldest cemeteries, Jewish cemeteries that's still functioning in Eretz Israel. It's at least four or 500 years old. It has, um, the, among the people buried there, the Menucha Rachel is buried there, the granddaughter of the Balatanya, who really brought a lot of Chabad to, to Hebron. The um, Meleches Shlomo, Meleches Shlomo was Shlomo Adani, who wrote a great commentary on the Mishnah. The Reishis Chochma, the Mekubal from Tzfat, who moved to Hebron and brought a lot of the Mekubalim with him. Um, the Stei Chemed, Ravi Cheskel Medini, who, I don't know if you've ever done this before, you know what he did? Maybe, maybe so, I don't know, I don't know everybody in Derech all that well yet. But um, he wrote his own encyclopedia single-handedly on all of Shas and Poskim. Anybody else try to do that before? I once tried. Yeah, you see? Uh, right? So it means that he must have had virtual memory. He was an autodidact. He taught himself. And he knew everything, all Shas, all Poskim by heart. And he wrote it up in encyclopedia. When he published it, it got out into the world and everybody read it and said, Wow, this is one of the Gdole Hador. He emerged overnight as a sensation. His name was Vichezkel Medini. What's that? Well, no, it's not hard to understand. It's beautifully written. It's impossibly organized. You need you, there's no index, and you need now there's an index. But he didn't have an index originally. So it was unless you knew. It's like I once got lost in Bnei Brak, and then the, I pulled over and asked for directions, and they said, "Well, go to the Coca-Cola plant." I said, "Well, I don't even know where that is," and they said, "Well, then we can't help you." It's kind of like finding your way in the Steich Hamid. Right. You know, like you just, I just don't know. And so if you don't know, you don't know. Right. So, um, but he was, he was, um, he actually makarov um, the whole community of Jews in the Crimea. The Crimean Jewish community owe their Yiddishkeit to the, to, the Crimea is near the Black Sea, north of here. Uh, yeah, now, in former Soviet Union, it was the Crimean Jewish community. They knew nothing. He came, he started as a tutor and he was tutoring kids. And then the adults started talking to him and said, wait, you're bigger than our rabbi. You know more Torah than our local rabbi. So he became the rabbi. Right. And then he became the gadol. Right. And he wrote the Stei Chemet. Um, and, and he came back in the later years of his life. He moved to Hebron. They said, you'll be the rabbi of Hebron. He said, no, I won't. They said, yes, you will. And b'makom she'ninashtim. Uh, very, very reluctantly, he became the rabbi on condition that they wouldn't, he, wouldn't be, uh, he wouldn't receive a salary. Uh, and interestingly... The cemetery up there was also, like most of Jewish Hebron, was totally devastated, vandalized, destroyed, tombstones sh- shattered. Um, the Arabs recognized the Stei Chemet as a holy man. His tombstone was intact. When they came back in 67, the Stei Chemet's tombstone was the only tombstone that was un- untouched by, by the vandals. They knew a holy man when they saw him. Rabbi, what did 